Today is January 19th, 2019, and you're listening to Life in General with Ron Tang. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm back from my trip.、Uh, I just left for a week to Cuba for a little while. I just needed a quick mind reset, and I'm finally back.、Uh, I literally got just what I needed out of it、uh, some sunshine, sand, beach, salt water therapy, and unlimited eating.、Um, you know, before I left, I wasn't feeling too good about myself, and everything just became so routine back at home, and I was fortunate enough to be able to. Get away for a week since work is a bit slow at the moment. And、um, I went for a quick mind reset. You know, I think it's important to me. I always budget、uh, myself for around two trips of the year. You know, speaking of which, I am not a fan of all inclusives. Like, I wasn't then, and I'm definitely not after this, but I got exactly what I wanted out of it, okay?、Um, what I needed, nothing more. It was literally just laying in the sun. Um, I swam in the salt water, which was really good for my skin. I ate like five, six times a day. It was fucking gluttonous.、Um, unlimited whiskey was going on. I, I drank a bit there.、Uh, smoked way more than I should have.、Um, and it was just the environment around me. I don't know how people can do it. Like some people book like two weeks or ten days because after like the fourth day, I'm like, wow, this is, this is too much for me. Like I kind of want to go home. When I got there, it was like, Ah, sunshine and slippers. And then by the fourth day, it was like, all right, please take me back to the first world. Mostly because I, I went to go、uh, to this city. I stayed in a place called、uh, Cayo Santa Maria, which is like a little place in, in Cuba,、um, far, from, far from the usual Havana and Veradero, which is where everybody goes to. So I went over there the first night and. When I arrived, I was already dead tired. It was about 1 a.m., and it took about a day just to get there. And my room had no electricity, right? So we had to lug everything back to reception to get that rectified. So they sent me my dear friend Sito to come fix the electricity. Turns out it was more than just turning off the main switches on and off. So that took about an hour. And, you know, I tipped the guy, got on with my night. I was pretty big on tipping over there since、uh, the trip wasn't too expensive. I figured, you know, for like services, it's better to tip a little bit more so you get like top notch service. Because I know they only make like 25 pesos a month.、Um, speaking of which, Cuba drastically, Cuba has drastically changed since I've been there with my parents like 15 years ago. Because I remember when I was、uh, yeah, 15, my aunts and uncles also came and we stayed in Veradero. Once we headed out to the, the city, I remember we, went to, we rented out these scooters. And just looking at the houses there,、uh, you know, the kids and the beggars that come up to you, we brought a bunch of like pencils, pens, clothing,、uh, shorts, hats that my aunt was just putting on the kids' heads、uh, instead of donating. So we kind of did the same this time.、Um, 
there was a few waiters who asked for my Adidas slippers, but they weren't mine. Like I borrowed from my brothers, but they were willing to trade me a bunch of rum for just my shorts and slippers. So it was like the same thing. What's different now is, I don't know if you guys uh, know about their, their currency, which used to be just, we would just spend US over there. But now they have um, their pesos, the main ones that uh, the locals use. And then there's the convertible pesos, which is the ones that tourists use um, less frequently. So it's really only in rotation uh, around in the resorts and the tourist places, which they got like completely locked down to a T. So pretty much everywhere you go now, you're spending the convertible pesos and they already have the prices set for tourists. So it's, it's kind of hard to escape that unless you really just venture out like way out there which nobody recommends right because cuba has the worst internet situation like most residents don't have it um the hotel all the resorts charges you um a dollar per hour on wi-fi and it lags so much that you just end end up like using it for half an hour just to check one email so yeah for that reason amongst others i just i don't think i'll be going back to cuba you know the food wasn't too good I went there with a friend and um, I was, I couldn't go to the washroom. Usually when I go to another country, you know, when I'm adjusting to a new diet, I usually get the runs, but this time it was the opposite. I just, I couldn't, it's been like four days and I'm like, what's going on? I, I, I can't go. Like, it's just, I'm pretty backed up, but I, I can't go. So, uh, but it, it, that eventually sorted itself out after eating a bunch of roughage. So um, there was that anyways that that night that same night um around 2 2 a.m after the after my lights were back on there was bugs everywhere we found um a frog on the counter and the fridge wasn't plugged in uh this shit always happens to me and then i moved the desk to plug the fridge in there was like a giant salamander and then i had to call the front desk again after when the phone was working and then these two guys came he sent these two young bucks to my room and they were probably thinking oh these fucking canadians crying over a, a a little frog in the room the guy literally just goes up to the uh the kitchen counter picks up the frog and just throws it outside he's like oh there i'm like oh thank you i didn't tip him right because it just happened so fast he was just in and out and i was just like oh thanks and they're like yeah good night i was like all right good night <clears throat> so that was that um and also like you know for for that price i could imagine and I kind of knew, like, the people there was a bit... It just it just wasn't my crowd. You know, it was just people going over there to fucking... To drink and do the YMCA at night. But, uh, no, overall, it was, a, it was a good trip. I find the waiters there a little bit... Um, a little bit... It, it, it's... <laughs> I remember it being very different. But I also understand that maybe so many tours have gone over. They're kind of sick of our shit. They could... Some of them get a little, like... I, I don't know, how, like... They, they get a little, like, snarky. They're not, it's not outright. It's just, like, you know, one waiter came up to me, looked at my coffee. He's like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, I put butter. And I just didn't want to explain keto because they have no idea. Like, they're just worried about putting food on their table. They don't care about dieting. They're just like, oh, oh okay. I can't even tell you how many times um, a waiter would be like, you Chinese, you Chinese. And then they'll bring up some Bruce Lee or Jackie Chang reference. That's all they do. Uh, I had a Jamaican friend there, and they're like, Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt. I'm like, well, I'm surprised they didn't mention Bob Marley. Um, you know, I kind of got a little much after a while, because like every other waiter was doing it. And then it just took everything for me not to bring up like a, a Scarface reference. Be like, fly, Pelican, fly. 
But then that would have been a little petty because also it was a fictional character played by an Italian, and I just I didn't want to go there. By the way, I have that whole um, dinner scene monologue in the movie down pat, so I could have easily just caused this whole thing <laughs> at the restaurant. So, um, But yeah, the waiters there, if all the waiters in that country came to North America, they'd be me too so fast back to their motherland, like deported stat the way they hound on the female tourists. It's like at one point, I this one young guy who just like casually walked by and like ever so softly just touched this girl's hair. And she was like, oh. And it was one of those things where she like kind of laughed it off, but you can tell she didn't really like it. She's like, oh, yeah. He said something in Spanish and then she said something and then it was just like, all right, like don't, don't do that again. There goes your tip. A lot of them I find now, I think they look down on us North Americans, but I don't blame them because people there are just rowdy and drunk and so loud all times of the day and it gets embarrassing. I remember there was this one waiter who asked me at breakfast, he was all like, what, you, you want a beer? You want a beer? And I'm like, no, I don't want a beer right now. Like, do I look like any of these fucking degenerates? Like, it's fucking 7 a.m. The, uh, the airline I flew with, um shouldn't mention but i just um i almost got into this thing coming back here uh with one of the the stewardesses which is like it's i don't usually do that um i was really tired and i just i was really cold so like our shuttle left at like 4 30 p.m and we like our flight was nine i don't know why we left so early so anyways we checked and waited a couple hours and mind you when we got there it was late so everything was closed and the air, airport didn't really have food except like ice cream and crackers so i didn't want that the last meal I had during that day was around like 2 p.m., which was a really late lunch. So nothing was being served on that airline, which is understandable because, you know, it was a very cheap flight. All I asked for was a cup of hot tea. And then I'm like, can I just get a cup of hot tea? Like, I'm really cold. And the stewardess looked at me like, but it's it's hot here. And in my mind, I'm just like, I right, keep it cool. I'm just I'm just so tired. Like, I just didn't want to argue her. But in my mind, I'm like, what? Who are you to tell me? like what i'm lying to you um i generally felt cold i didn't eat like you don't like even though it is hot on the plane like i was shivering um i didn't eat all day and i'm sleepy you know and she's just like but but it's it's hot it's like okay i guess i'm just lying to you then you don't get to tell me like what temperature i feel regardless you know she just looked at I, she just made me feel like i was weird or like i was whack because i asked for a cup of hot tea while she was she was you know up and walking walking around up and down that plane i just sat there and i haven't eaten anything all day she doesn't know my situation right so she's just like yeah but it's 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 hot and i just wanted to be like on my way out um next time when a customer or someone flying tells you that they're cold just believe them regardless of the temperature cuz believe me they're not lying to you but, you know, I held my tongue. I didn't even get to see her at the end, but I, I thought about writing this thing up to, to that airline. And by the way, I fucking hate airlines. You know, airlines, are it's such a monopoly. And I'm sure you guys know that airline uh, a year ago, or is it two years ago, that just the security beat the shit out of this one guy, dragged him out, and then the CEO barely, like, it wasn't even an apology, but they're still, like, they're still doing fine. Their stocks might have dropped for, like, a couple days goes right back up because you're going to book and you're going to find the cheapest ones and you don't care because there's only so many airlines. I, I just, oh, I, I despise airlines. I just wish there was more options.
uh, like a lot of it is just thievery. And if you check the prices, like none of it makes sense. And then you check it now, it's 800, but like the same seat, like potentially could cost you like three, four grand. I just, I don't know how, you know, you have to know the system. You got to play with it. By the way, the best way to book, and a lot of people don't know this, if you just go on Google and type in flights, and I've been telling this to everybody, you you typically get the best deals. They already check everything for you. You don't need to browse incognito because, you know, I'm sure you guys know, once you recheck and recheck, the prices keep going up, it fluctuates. But if you just go to Google and type in flights, um, it just it calculates the best prices for you but you have to be careful because some some of the tickets going over to Europe it's possible that you can even going to the Caribbean it's possible that it only costs you like four or five hundred dollars but um, you're gonna find out that there's no carry-on it doesn't include luggage and for the luggage you're gonna have to pay over 200 so that's where they get you plus like maybe like a day layover or something um, but yeah I just I despise I despise airlines but anyways, um, while I was in the lobby, because it's the only place where I can log into my Wi-Fi, uh, there was no Wi-Fi in my room. So every time I log in, I had to like push the code in. So when I purchase 10 hours, it's like every time I log off, I have to like disconnect the Wi-Fi and then log back on to continue using my hours. Um, I literally did nothing and wasted like six hours, like the first two days. But um, I was trying to answer a couple emails and then I got to Facebook browsing, of course. I've been seeing this ad, like Gillette this, Gillette that, and mostly, mostly women posting about it. So Gillette released this new ad um, in which I actually looked at, uh, I watched it when I got back, but I could care less. But I knew it was like something to do with what I call uh, pseudo-modernism. Modernism, which I believe uh, from uh, females that want equality and whatnot and you know, it's another like sort of man hating, uh, everything we're doing is wrong sort of thing. Um, I'm like, but I, I kept an open mind. So I, I, I watched it and it was exactly what I thought, right? This is essentially virtue signaling at its finest. It's, I thought like, do, do you think, do you really think Gillette cares about you? Because let me tell you, they did release an ad or they had a bunch of women. I don't know if they were at NASCAR, but the Gillette sponsorship had a bunch of women uh, dressed up in their uniforms with the word Gillette on their ass. So, but of course everyone ate it all up because this is what the trend is right now. Everything that males uh, is doing is wrong in the Western world or everywhere else. Um, toxic masculinity. That ad uh, showed like a bunch of guys on the grill saying, ah, boys will be boys, boys will be boys, which is wrong. TV commercials normalizing uh, misogyny. And then uh, one part that got to me was like two little boys, which were like six years old play fighting. And then the dad was like, oh, nope, this is not how we do things. And I'm thinking they're literally six years old play fighting. They're going to be fine. They're telling boys that they're not even supposed to do that. So I think it's it's getting a little intense. Uh, with this, with this whole everything men are doing is wrong. Um, first of all, Gillette doesn't give a fuck about you. Okay, they're they're doing whatever they need to do to please the crowd for sales. Okay, this is classic virtue signaling. All right, let's just what is the, what's going on right now? Oh yeah, let's just do a commercial to. But they did receive a lot of backlash um, on that. There's a lot of people saying, well, that's the last time I'm buying Procter and Gamble product. Um, the word virtue signaling, which is essentially, I think it's from the incel community that's been up the last couple of years. Uh, virtue signaling is like just showing off a good deed 
for either more attention, more likes, or in this case, more sales. So for example, somebody would uh, post a video of them uh, doing charity work, whereas normally they never do, and then they just plaster it everywhere. Or someone playing with animals saying, hey, look at me, I'm a nice guy. I'm definitely a nice guy. You should lay me because I'm a nice guy, because I do all these nice things. You know, who, who's always, uh, you know, talking about how, how nice they are or a good deed that they've done. It's essentially saying, hey, girls, fuck me. I'm nice. Look at what a good person I am. Um, come on, just give me some ass. I volunteer at the shelter. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the pill culture. They had a lot to say about it because I'm like, oh, for sure, this community um, would say something about this ad. So um, inside what a lot of feminists would call a manosphere, I believe, the incel community, they have these um, pills that they use. Not actually, but um, pill culture is like they have these hard truths, which is like there's like a black pill, a red pill, a blue pill, and whatever pill. They just keep making pills up. But um, the terms that they use, um, the black pill is like a metaphorical term described like when, when an incel or one of them those omega virgins, uh, they realize or they're reminded that they're an incel. Like, they'll give uh, stories about how, like, oh, she wouldn't go out with me because she said, like, maybe my, my jawline was uh, not strong enough or when something happens in their life that reminds them of how undesirable that they are. So that's that's what a black pill is. So it stems from, it all comes from the matrix, like the red pill, blue pill. They've just become memes in the within the men's rights movements, um, you know, because taking the red pill in the movie Matrix, in the movie, is supposed to signify truth, while the blue pill is, like, blissful ignorance, right? So the blue pill is, like, the person hasn't woken up to the fact that society discriminates against males, and that's why they feel like uh, that's the main reason why they can't get laid. Um, the red pill is uh, someone who has woken up to the fact that uh, they're discriminated against, uh, and that they're ugly and they have all these excuses like they lost a game in front of all these people that got embarrassed so now they have anxiety and they just couldn't get laid and it affected them a whole whole lot the the red pill also is used among like more militantly misogynistic and conspiracy theorists within those groups so the concept of red pilling it's also applied in other contexts where it's believed to be some sort of important truth and it's often used by flat earthers. Surprise. So um, yeah, there's things like uh, race realism. The early known usage is probably for quote-unquote right-wing enlightenment, which I don't want to get into all that. And then uh, there's like this thing called the purple pill, which uh, is being aware of like red pill philosophy, but still holding out hope that blue pill-based solutions can work. So there, there's that whole thing. If I was to leave you with anything today, it's the knowledge in colored pills. So the 20 minutes is up. I actually have a lot of things to do to play catch up on, but I made it a priority to give you guys this podcast before I, I get back to everything else I'm doing. It's actually, and I guess that's not that important. I got to catch up on emails, bills, uh, work-related stuff. I got to do laundry. I literally got in just like last night in the a.m. 
So today is just playing catch up, and uh, I'm gonna get to all that. But first, I'm gonna put some music on for you guys. I gotta choose a track, uh, do some editing, and uh, that's it. Uh, and I'll also be working on my writing. I got a new uh, piece, which I'm really proud of. I, I've been looking forward to do this. I haven't written anything all of last year. This is what I've been working on for the past like six months, so I'm pretty excited to share it. But um, anyways, guys, thanks for listening again. I believe this is episode 20 now. Uh, I keep promising you guys the guests, but, you know, um, they're not coming through right now. You know, there's been some holdups. Some friends are just out of town right now, and it's a shitstorm to meet up with them outside because, you know, it's it's icy. I can't can't make it downtown in these weathers as of now, and not everybody's available despite the fact that it's slow season. Uh, But I will get to it, and eventually I'm going to have some of my friends come on and talk about different things. I'm still I'm still waiting to hear back on some of them. But anyways, guys, uh, like I said, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you again next week.